Hi, friends. You are listening to the EntreEd Talk podcast, where we feature amazing educators and entrepreneurs showcasing how you can bring entrepreneurship into the classroom. We believe entrepreneurship is for everyone. I am your host, Toy Hirschman, and I am so glad you chose to join me on this journey. Let's go. All right. Everyone, welcome, welcome back to another fun episode of the EntreEd Talk podcast. I am so excited to have round two with our super fun friend, Josh Rapoon from Hawaii. Josh, we interviewed Josh, wow, way back, Josh, in episode 40, right? Yes. That is, that is so cool. So yeah. welcome back. We are now in the hundreds, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> they haven't canceled me yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is so this is a, this will be so fun. Josh is a dear friend of ours and um, so such a fun guy. So Josh is Josh is the founder of Josh Rapoon Productions, which makes films about innovation and education in Hawaii. He is also the host of What School Could Be in Hawaii, a podcast that features innovative educators across the Hawaiian Islands. And we again interviewed him way back in episode 40. So so much has happened since then, and we are so excited to learn all about that. And I just also want to say, and I think our I could think I can speak for our audience too. Um, thank you, because Josh has thrown so many people our way that are just I mean, out of control, extra special, above and beyond educators. So this is just really exciting to have him back. And thank you. And I'm sure this is going to be a fun one. So since we since we last spoke, can you talk a little bit about what's changed in Hawaii and what's going on now and what's going on with you as well? Absolutely. Actually, Toy, I wanted to lead by thanking you. I was, you've, you've jumped the gun here and you thanked me before I could thank you. It really, really was fun, Toy, to send all those people, those Hawaii people, your way to your podcast. Um, I think that there were, what, seven or eight of them, uh, somewhere around there. Um, and you can't imagine what a blast it was to listen to your episodes with these Hawaii people, you know, as I was driving you know, to my ocean swim or to work or whatever it was. And um, I think I would, I would love to provide you with one quick update about one of those guests. Um, uh, one of the people that I sent your way was Aaron Shorn, um, who is the capstone coordinator at uh, Hawaii Preparatory Academy on Hawaii Island, which some people call the Big Island. And he's also one of the co-founders of Nalukai Academy, which is an um, entrepreneurship um, product-based, challenge-based, problem-based summer camp. Um, and Aaron was named by Hawaii uh, Business Magazine as one of Hawaii's 20 for the next 20, which means 20 individuals who are going to be shaping the future for the next 20 years. Um, and there's this epic photo that they, they took of Aaron where he's sort of down on one knee looking off into the distance and he looks like some sort of a Viking, uh, you know, you'd have to picture that. But Aaron was, was so stoked to be named one of Hawaii's 20 for the next 20. And in fact, Aaron is actually leaving Hawaii Preparatory Academy now and moving to the mainland. His wife is gonna be taking on a, a job at an independent school in California, but Aaron is gonna be moving Nalukai Academy forward with more energy now. And one of the updates there is that Nalukai now has 
like a hundred applications for only 25 slots for this summer, which really tells you a lot about how entrepreneurship and education and um, place-based and, and um, challenge-based and culture-based education is moving forward. And I think that's truly exciting. It just means that there's momentum and it means that parents are starting to really understand the ways that these kinds of programs can make their or help their kids be most likely to succeed. So anyway, it's just, and I, I again, I'm so grateful that you guys took on these Hawaii people and did interviews with them. Um, it was very cool stuff. So anyway, so as, as to the update on what's going on in Hawaii. So I, I woke up this morning and I went out and got the paper like I always do. And I was sitting down with my coffee in the paper and lo and behold, there's an article on the front page of our Honolulu Star Advertiser about a consortium of public high schools that are working with our Chamber of Commerce to develop these um, pipelines that address unemployment issues that are coming up as a result of COVID. So kids in high school are getting opportunities to actually build resumes, um, interview, and then actually start into jobs that are available right now while they're in high school so that they can start gaining experience in the workforce. And many of these are very entrepreneurial type situations. So there's a really interesting need, which is a lot of businesses are struggling to actually find somebody to work, right? Um, and then these, these people are working as liaisons between schools and businesses and uh, entrepreneurial enterprises to get these kids connected. And I think that that's really awesome. It just tells me that there's energy in the state of Hawaii around moving forward and not backwards. Let's not go back to what we were doing before, which is you know standard education that's been in place since the late 1800s and um, all of the testing that goes with it and, and that sort of college or bust mentality and let's really think creatively about how kids can become involved in the workforce and start to gain experiences that will help them as they move forward. So I'm, I'm really stoked about that. And I think it says a lot about where we are here in Hawaii. I think that we as a state suffered like every other state from COVID. Um, we did maybe better than other states in terms of keeping, keeping our COVID um, infection rates down. And the, and the death rate down, but we still suffered tremendously with our economy because it's so based on tourism and we had to shut it down. Um, and our schools just went through the same kind of hell that every other schools uh, or school system went through during COVID around the United States. And so um, I'm excited because it feels like as we move through the summer of 2021, there's a lot of energy out there, public, private, and charter um, and even homeschool to not look back and to look forward and to really develop some new and interesting ideas about how to get kids ready to work in what's going to be a very, very different world as we, as we move out of COVID and as some of the restrictions come down as they already are. So it's cool. It's a great moment and I'm excited about it and I'm excited to, to play a part in helping some of those ideas gain traction um, as we go forward. That is wonderful. Oh gosh. Um, I, I, something that's always been a, a amazing thing about Hawaii schools and, and about the teachers and about just 
in general about Hawaii is that you all do such an amazing job of bringing the community into the school system and to and yeah. really engaging really engaging the community around schools and like with these businesses that are now going to work with with high school students to fill this need because immediate very entrepreneurial here's this need what can we do here's the school how can we help and that's that's something i think that is one of the hallmarks of Hawaii schools and something you guys do so well um, mm -hmm. is bringing, bringing that together because it really puts everybody in the boat rowing in the same direction. Right. And, um, and you're right, things are not gonna go back to where they were, nor should they. Um, but it's, it's yeah. nice to see that, that Hawaii is, is in whatever way, and we don't even know what that's gonna be exactly yet, but moving right. forward and, and coming up with ways to say, okay, this was a horrible school year and then some, and how can we find the good yeah. pieces and move on and be even better than we were before? And I know Hawaii will do it. I've got, <laughs> yeah. Well, I can, I can actually give you another example. I'm just thinking about how we, we are getting a new superintendent. Our current superintendent is, is um, stepping out of her role, um, but she's remaining in Hawaii, but we're getting a new superintendent and um, he's going to be interim for the next year as we look for a new public schools um, leader. Um, his name is Keith Hayashi and he's the prince, currently the principal at Waipahu High School. Um, Keith has been a leader in something called the academies movement. Um, and so what this is all about is that um, medium size and large high schools in Hawaii have developed academy models. Um, typically there are six academies or seven academies and it might be, you know, engineering is one academy, media and creative arts is another academy, healthcare is another academy. And so the kids get the opportunity as they move through high school to join either one or two academies and their classes focus on those academies. So they start moving through, um, they do get one opportunity to jump ship and go to another academy if it turns out, you know, if I was in healthcare, for example, I did say, hmm, that's not really my thing, I can, but I'm super interested in engineering, I can move over to engineering. So what we're seeing is that Keith Hayashi's idea of these academies is now starting to multiply across our public schools. So now there's a whole consortium of public schools across on every island that's developing this academy model. And it means that more and more kids are getting an opportunity to really go deep while they're in high school um, in elements of business and entrepreneurship and in product-based learning and services and development and delivery of services. Um, and so to, to know that he's gonna be the interim superintendent is super exciting for everybody in my network uh, because he's an incredibly innovative thinker. And it means that these ideas are gonna have permission at the highest level to continue to develop. So again, it's just, it's another example of where during COVID, the innovative thinking didn't stop. People continued to move forward um, with these ideas. And now, Toy, there's some really interesting conversations developing around virtual academies. So imagine that this actually busts the bounds of any particular school and makes it possible for a kid who, let's say if there was a virtual engineering academy that was run by one of the schools that kids from other schools could participate in this virtual engineering academy, no matter where they are, whatever island they're on, 
because now we've really developed our muscles around using virtual technologies to be able to teach and learn, right? And so I really hope that this idea gains traction. And I think it will because Keith is gonna be at the top of the public schools for the next year. Um, and I think it's gonna give kids opportunities, especially in rural areas in Hawaii, the opportunity to do things that they might not otherwise have done pre-COVID. So anyway, it's just, as you can tell by my enthusiasm, I'm, I'm excited for the moment. Um, and I think that there's just some great thinking that's going on um, here in Hawaii. I love that. I love the idea of the academies and, and being able to really get an, you know, and even the kids that jump ship, it's so important to know what you don't like. Yeah. And what you do like, and that opportunity to, to really figure that out early, because most of us still yeah. don't know what we want to be when we grow up. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm still not sure either. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's that I, I love that idea. And then being able to take things virtual where you might not have the expertise in one area, in right. one school, on one island, but you have the expertise somewhere else. And, you know, maybe you have students and a facilitator that can help them and where there's right. not that expertise. I think that that's incredible. So I'm so glad for you. I'm yeah. so glad for the schools. Mm -hmm. And um, I might have to talk to this Keith fella and see. <laughs> oh boy. There's another I, one. I would be happy to set that up. I think that, I, yes, exactly. For sure. <laughs> I, we love Hawaii. The only thing I don't like about talking to Hawaii people is that they say things like what you said. I wrote it down driving to my ocean swim. Yes, like I apologize. Yes, I know. I mean, you don't have to rub that in. Okay. Yes, all right, all right. It's okay, you can. But yeah, and we might also, you, you mentioned Aaron Shorn earlier. We, um, we may also have him on here really shortly. So oh, that's be, great. That'll be wonderful too. Yeah. So this is great. I'm so glad to hear all of that. And I'm still waiting for my ticket to come out and see I'll be there to greet you at the airport if you, if you come to Hawaii. And I want the trip like Ted Dindersmith has, where I think I'm going for a couple of days and I end up staying for three weeks. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, oh, awesome. So, so tell, tell us about, about your production company, what's going on and, you know, what's, yeah. what's coming out of that? What's, what has come out of that? That's exciting. Yeah, so there's there's actually um, two things that have emerged out of Josh Rapoon Productions, which still sounds really funny to say, by the way, it's just kind of weird to, you know, but I figured what the heck, you know, you only go around once in life. So why not name your company after yourself? What right. the heck, right? <laughs> um, so there, there are two things. One is that um, I just finished my second season of my podcast, which is called What School Could Be in Hawaii. Um, obviously inspired by Ted Dittersmith's book, What School Could Be, and also by his film from uh, almost six years ago now, uh, Most Likely to Succeed. Um, season two of the podcast was um, particularly challenging because of COVID. I know that um, you understand that as well as anybody and all the podcasters out there know that it was quite a crazy thing to continue to podcast while in a lockdown. Um, the last couple of episodes of season one, I actually did in a studio, but, uh, you know, with COVID protocols in, in place. But when we went into severe, severe lockdown, I really had to um, not do that anymore and had to do my episodes um, remotely with guests calling in. And I was using Google Meet for that, which turned out to be a pretty good technology. And so I built myself a little home studio, um, got the equipment that I needed. Um, 
and went ahead and did season two. So there were a couple of tweaks to season two. I was realizing that in my enthusiasm to ask guests every possible question under the sun, the episodes were getting a little bit too long. Um, some of them are creeping up uh, north of an hour and a half. Um, so in the second semester of season two, I actually dialed it back and, and got a little bit more disciplined um, and kept the episodes to about an hour. But I was very pleased with the response to season two. Um, the numbers really went up. I think we're at about 23,000 downloads um, over, over two seasons. Um, and I think it's, I think I'm a little north of 60, I think 65 episodes at this point. And the, the net effect toy has been really interesting. You know, in the beginning, you're, it's very exciting when you get a few episodes up and the reaction is very positive. And, and my episodes are all about um, creativity and imagination and innovation and education. And I interview these epic teachers and education leaders who are leading the way here in Hawaii and a few from the mainland as well. Um, and so that's always a very exciting thing. But once you start to get a whole bunch of episodes in the can and you're, you're building a real list, then things get very interesting. And I think where I've, the, I think the point that I've come to now at the end of season two is that I'm starting to realize a greater vision, even than what I had when I started the podcast. And I'm going to paraphrase um, former President George Herbert Walker Bush, who used um, a term, a thousand points of light. Now, I won't live long enough to do a thousand episodes. That's not possible. But the idea that's emerging is that I am going to produce a thousand points of light here in Hawaii. And that those points of light, you know, again, switching metaphors, but if you look up at the night sky, what it really means is that we're changing the story about what's happening in education, public, private, and charter here in Hawaii. And that for many, many years, the stories that emerged were many times negative stories. They were, they were stories that were um, born out of frustrations with teacher unions or frustrations with our legislature. They were mostly around air conditioning in classrooms and closing the achievement gap and things like that. Um, and I think what I've been able to do over these two seasons and what I'm intending to do in season three, starting in the fall, is to provide a corrective to, the, to that storyline. And, and as the thousand points of light emerge, a more accurate story emerges of who the people are that actually teach our kids here in Hawaii, again, public, private, and charter. Um, and I'm really excited about that. And once you gain that threshold, then people start to go, okay, we really know what the mission and vision of this podcast is, right? And so when I ask people to be guests, they're like, I understand what I'm coming in to do. You know, I'm nervous about it. it. I've never been interviewed on a podcast before, but I know what this is all about because I can see where he's going with this. He's providing a much more complete story of what education is all about in Hawaii. So that, that part is super exciting. And then um, I've also potentially got some partnerships that are developing for season three. Um, hopefully, if, if things play out, it might be possible to get a little bit more of a production crew like what you have that could help me with um, the, the pre-production, production, and post-production work, which I'm doing all myself right now. Um, it can get pretty crazy during a season, pretty intense. You know what it's like to get ready for an episode, right? There's a lot of work that goes into that. Um, and so if I could get a little bit more of a production crew, I think 
that I might be able to focus a little bit more about um, on, on searching out where those points of light are on all the islands, on Lanai, on Molokai, on Maui, on Hawaii Island, um, and, on, and on Kauai, and uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, and then the second part to Josh Rapoon Productions is a film, my second documentary film that I finished um, back in November called The Innovation Playlist. So there's, I'll try to keep it brief, but there's a quick backstory behind this. So, you know, I think for those who listened to your 40th episode with me, you know that where I got my start in all of this work was with Ted Dintersmith um, and around his film, Most Likely to Succeed, which I was one of the early screeners of that film here in Hawaii. And then after he came to Hawaii and I showed him what was going on here um, and he finished his 50 state tour, he wrote his book, What School Could Be, which is the chronicle of that 50 state tour. And then he developed something called the Innovation Playlist, um, which is a wonderful set of resources for educators, educators and education leaders in terms of developing small steps towards big change innovation. And I picked that idea up and the growing resource library and really ran with it here in Hawaii, especially with a number of schools on Maui and Molokai and on Lanai. Um, and along the way, uh, I came to this idea that it would make a lot of sense for me to make my own film about my work in the innovation playlist here in Hawaii. And Ted, uh, as, he, as he always does, supported me and funded the, the development of the film. And I did it in partnership with a local high school called Waianae High School, um, which has something called Sea Rider Productions, which is one of the premier uh, media production companies in the United States, all done by high school students and some visionary leaders here um, at Waianae. And um, so I did it in partnership with them. Um, the kids that I worked with were the, were the actual production crew and they did all the filming. And so what ended up happening is that um, we chronicled elements of the innovation playlist that was created by Ted and his team at five public high schools here in Hawaii on three islands. Um, it took two and a half years to make this film. And I, I will admit that it got slowed down a little bit because of COVID and a lot of the post-production work had to be done virtually over Zoom, which was difficult um, to do. But eventually last November, I actually finished the film. Um, and at the same time, Ted was finishing his project, which was uh, creating an umbrella organization under whatschoolcouldbe.org. And when he saw the film, he just kind of flipped, which was pretty exciting. Um, and he decided to house it at whatschoolcouldbe.org on the front page of that website. So if you go there um, and you go to the bottom, there's a section called supporting change in the field. And my film is actually there um, and you can watch it. Um, and so again, it's called the innovation playlist. So um, I think the last thing that I would say, just you know, kind of wrapping up this part is that I have been able to screen the film virtually these watch parties on YouTube um, or actually doing it on Zoom now, um, both locally and nationally, I've actually been able to screen the film. And wow, Toy, you, you just, the reaction was beyond all bounds. Anytime you make a film, you, the proof in the pudding is the reaction from the audience. You can, you can think you've made a good film, but if the audience doesn't react positively, you haven't made a good film. And so um, the reaction from the audience, which was, has been mostly educators at this point, has been truly astonishing. And I think what they're seeing 
is themselves up on on screen. And, and it's been at times been a very emotional reaction by people who are looking up and going, that's me up there. I'm doing those things. I'm doing those things on Kauai. I'm doing those things in Montana or in Louisiana or in Virginia or, or you know, on Maui. And um, I feel very grateful to have had this opportunity to make this film. Um, so between in for Joshua Poon Productions, the podcast and the film, um, it, it feels pretty exciting because it feels like you know, we're moving closer and closer to these thousand points of light and really making a difference in terms of telling the real story of what's happening in education. Wow. Yeah, I, I love that so much that you're right. It, we spend, you know, we, we, we go in circles sometimes with some of this infrastructure stuff and, and then what's wrong with education and where's the funding going and uh, yeah. And it's hard and it's hard to be like teachers are people that sacrifice so much of not just their time, but like their, their families. And they, I mean, if you find a good teacher, like some of these folks that you've interviewed that I've interviewed, yeah. they are just, you know, we could pay them $10 million a year. probably wouldn't be enough money like to, for what they do. Agreed. And it's, it's just amazing to, that I'm glad that you're, that you've done that, that you're able to get that, that your message out there that like, here's what's right. Like, why don't we, why don't we stop talking about what's wrong? What's broken? Let's start talking about what's right and lean into that more. Right. And I think as an, as, as a nation, Hawaii leading the charge, but as a nation in general, I think if we did that, that people would be a lot less quick <laughs> yeah. to jump on the what's wrong when they see these these thousand points of light which i think will probably turn into millions of points of light once this yeah for sure because there are can, so many good so many good folks out there doing amazing incredible things and they're hidden, hidden I, sometimes i can give you I, even a specific example one of the people that i sent your way was ian kitajima from oceanet mm -hmm. so he's yeah. not an educator although he really is He's the tech Sherpa for, you know, our version of IDO um, Oceanet that exists here in Hawaii. And so I think the larger point here is that every one of the people that I sent your way for your podcast and all of the people who've been on my podcast, every single one of them pivoted during COVID and they pivoted quite naturally. They just decided, here's a challenge. Let's address the challenge. How do we keep moving forward with the things that we were doing during this pandemic? So Ian is a classic example of how that worked. He, he didn't shut down at all. In fact, he ramped up during COVID and started developing virtual tours using Zoom technology so that kids who are locked down here in Hawaii could actually do tours of um, entrepreneurial uh, organizations and businesses here in Hawaii. So I think the first one that he did was actually Oceanet. So he was using cameras, mobile cameras and Zoom and walking through all the offices at Oceanet where all these PhDs and amazing scientists were working on remarkable innovations, including a COVID test that they were working on, a rapid COVID test and basically the kids got the opportunity to talk to these individuals in their workspaces on what they were working on. And I thought, wow, you know, that was a pivot. That was a, I got to watch that as a fly on the wall during this Zoom call and to watch the kids interact with these 
remarkable scientists who are, who are rising to the challenge. What kid wouldn't want to rise to any challenge in the future after experiencing something like that? So I, I agree with you that those stories um, need to be told and they need to be told even though they've happened already and are done already. I want to keep telling that story about Ian because I think it could inspire other people to in whatever situation, pandemic or no pandemic, whatever it is, um, you know, to, to pick up the ball and run with it and do something a little bit different as a result of the challenge that's in front of you. So yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And I'm sure Toy that that happened all across the country. I'm sure it happened in every corner of every state that, that really interesting educators and, edu and education leaders figured out that this was a moment to rethink and to be challenged by what was happening and to model that kind of thinking and that those skills and habits and dispositions of the person who rises to a challenge in front of all these kids mm -hmm. who are locked down. And, and now as kids come out of lockdown and are moving back towards being in school again, um, you know, it just feels like the culture, there's going to be a, or there, there has been a cultural shift that's taken place. And uh, we'd be crazy not to take advantage of it at this point. Yeah. I, I mean, with anything this, this bad, <laughs> that's, yeah. you know, with anything this bad, there's, you know, what you really want to do is find the, the good in it. And now we are at first, it was a, it was a mess, but now we're so much more comfortable using this technology and, and in a hybrid way, really, you know, it like, and like what Ian is doing at ocean it and, and just, the ability to access so much more and not have this block of it. I mean, it's literally, it took a pandemic for us to get out of our own way. I think in many yeah, respects, I agree. you know, that it was just like this block. Okay. Well, this is the way school is and it's within these walls and that, well, yeah. And it can, and it's, and it's better. We need to be around people because we learned that, but, <laughs> but to be able to take, to have that, but then also have this access to the world and things that are going on in who knows, like somewhere in Germany that, they, that you could do a tour like what Ian is doing somewhere, I mean, anywhere. And, yeah. and the, the way that we can communicate and learn from other cultures and other people, I think if we really lean into that, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna yes. be huge. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, I am curious, how, how are you organizing the, the virtual screenings. How are you getting that word out to people to, to screen the innovation playlist? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, towards, towards the end of last year, November and December, um, I actually joined Ted Dintersmith's team um, as they were finishing up production or development and building of the whatschoolcouldbe.org community. Um, so if your listeners want to know more about that, they can actually go to community.whatschoolcouldbe.org, or they can just go on their mobile phone to their app store, or Google Play Store, and download the What School Could Be app. Um, and so this is a, a virtual online community that's designed to connect educators from across the country. And now, as it turns out, we've got so many people who've joined that community from across the world um, that in fact, there you know people from East and West and in the United States. This community 
my, my work in helping to build the community was to help get the word out about the community. But one of the other roles that I played um, was to actually do virtual screenings for members of the community. So what we did was we used, and if you go into the app or you go to community.whatschoolcouldbe.org, you'll see that there's um, a menu on the left-hand side and one of those menu items is events. And so we created a series of events that were virtual watch parties of my film, um, The Innovation Playlist. So pretty easy to set up. You just have an event, there's a Zoom link, people put the event on their calendars, they RSVP for it. Um, and Zoom, as it turns out, is a pretty wonderful way to actually show a film. Um, and so for anybody who's doing that, you know, when you share your screen and you click on share your audio, you get really good audio and video and everybody's watching it at the same time. And you're in control of when the film stops and starts. So it's not like people are watching it separately. Um, so I had these remarkable watch parties. And I think, Toy, there's two things I would love to say about this. One is that you know, for all of the years that we've had theaters, you went to a theater and you sat in the theater and you watched the film and you were quiet. And if you weren't quiet, people would give you dirty looks, you know? In Hawaii, we, we, in Hawaii, we would call it stink eye. You would get the stink eye, right? And so that's been our culture. I mean, even if it wasn't at a theater, if it was in a, if it was in a performing arts center at a school or or a community center, whatever, you always watch the film mostly in the dark, quietly. And then if there was a discussion afterwards, you could have a discussion afterwards. And I remember long time ago um, when I was um, teaching at La Pietra Hawaii School for Girls, there was something, a new technology that was developed called Today's Meet. And it gave you an opportunity to do what were called back channel conversations. So while you were watching something, you could have a back channel chat conversation with a group of people. And I thought, wow, this is a really interesting idea. There were some teachers who hated that idea because they wanted absolute listening, right? So the, the thing I wanna say about, you know, doing a watch party with Zoom is that chat becomes, the chat feature becomes a remarkable way to share ideas. So whether it's a film or whether it's a panel discussion or whether it's a, a speaker, whatever it happens to be, I'm learning that the chat function is, is a remarkable way to disseminate ideas. And I, I've, I've come to believe that it's very possible for humans to toggle. Um, you, we know brain science tells us that you can't multitask. There is no such thing as multitasking, but we do know that humans toggle very quickly between things. So one of the things that I learned as I was screening the innovation playlist is, wow, the chat was telling me so much about what the reaction to the film was in real time, I was getting very emotional reactions from people in the chat and I was watching it, right? Then the, the second thing I wanted to share was, it's a very strange thing. If you go to a theater and you watch a film, you're looking at the back of everybody's heads. So you don't see the expressions unless you turn and look to the right or the left, which is always awkward because then people think you're, well, why are you looking at me, you creep, you know? <laughs> yes. So what I discovered when you, when you, when you screen a film uh, using something like Zoom, you're actually looking at people's faces while they're watching a film or your film. And I, I learned two things. One is that people's facial expressions when they're watching a film are fascinating. And I never knew about them before because I was always looking at the back of people's heads, right? And the other thing that I learned, Toy, which was really neat is um, 
when somebody, when you watch somebody pick up a pen and start to take notes during a film that you've made, you've hit the mother load. Like that's when you know that you've done something that's worthy, right? It's like, oh my God, they're taking notes during my film. There must be something of value here. So um, anyway, so I, I kind of expected that the reaction to the film would be positive in Hawaii. I was certainly grateful that it turned out to be that way, but it was very unexpected for me to do these watch parties with people from you know, Nebraska and Virginia and Minnesota and Canada um, to have them react to a film that's very much about Hawaii told me that I had reached some sort of universal threshold of ideas, that they were seeing ideas up on screen that really resonated with them no matter where they were in the world or in the country. So that, that was pretty cool. And I, I think um, I'm looking forward to a series of screenings that I'm planning on doing in real theaters with real people sitting really together um, and starting a little bit later this summer and on into the fall. I think that's going to be pretty spectacular, but I'm very um, heartened by what I've learned by doing these virtual watch parties. And I think it does give people an opportunity to connect with others from around the nation or the world in ways that are not possible when you do in-person screening. So it's pretty, pretty exciting stuff. Anybody can do it. Anybody can pick up a piece of film and say, I want to have a watch party with, with a bunch of you. So come, let's watch this film together, short, medium, long. Um, we'll use the chat to get ideas out on the table and we'll do a discussion afterwards. Um, so it's a great, a great thing that we've learned about Zoom type technologies. I love it. I love it. Let's do an entre-ed watch party of your video. Let's I think do it. Do that. Yeah. That would be yeah. super fun. And it would be really great because I haven't seen some of my my folks in so long. We're we're planning a thing this in July, which I'm I'm so hopeful that we get the good attendance just because yeah. I miss all my teachers. We haven't seen them in, you know, it's yeah. just it's crazy. But I think that they would really dig this. It's that mm -hmm. that's I, you know, that's so cool because I've never thought about that the the bonus of having the Zoom and being able to see people's expressions yeah. but i've been in several groups for different reasons during this whole thing where i've been able to meet people and then stay in touch with them that i would have never in a million years have met otherwise right they're just so i mean just some of the most interesting folks like i met i, I used to travel a lot so i i generally would have a buddy or somebody that i could hang out with when i went to whatever city at least in the in the, on the mainland um yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> right. right but now it's it's just grown so much like i've mean, met people all over the world just in different forums i've been in and different things for entre ed and just it and it really is incredible Mm -hmm. how we can leverage this technology to help but also super exciting that you can be back in yeah. person because that's that's also something that we need as humans too i have a i have another really quick story to tell um as a result of a virtual watch party that i did with um i was invited to to screen my film in front of um what's called the hawaii state teachers hawaii state teacher fellows program so these are 21 educators who are in a teacher leadership academy that's supported by our Hawaii Department of Education. And I, I know the, the facilitator of this program quite well, and she invited me to screen the film. So I did it virtually using Zoom to these 21 educators. Five of them 
and this is a very much an entrepreneurship kind of a moment, uh, who were five of these educators who were so, they were really inspired by the film. So they, they sort of picked themselves up after the film was over and said, we should do a professional development course or create an offering for our fellow educators across the state of Hawaii that will run through the summer, this summer of 2021 and into the fall. And it'll be focused on the innovation playlist on most likely to succeed. And the book that they're gonna be reading is what school could be. So in an incredible entrepreneurial moment, they just sort of picked themselves up and said, let's create this course. And they partnered with me and with a couple of other people and they wrote the course and they presented it to the Department of Education. And I'm not sure that that's happened before that educators have presented yeah. an opportunity like this. And the really cool part is that they sort of sense that there might be demand. So they, they created a cap of 50 seats. So 50 teachers could go through this professional development program over the next five months or so. And then they, they put the offering up on the DOE's website and within an hour, all 50 seats were gone. And it was just like, holy smokes, this is incredible. And so I love the idea that they just sort of said, wow, here's a film, it's inspiring. This gives us an idea for creating a course. Let's be entrepreneurial about this. Let's create this thing. And boom, up they did, they created it. And it just, it just tells you that teachers almost by nature are creators. They're developers, they're designers. And you just we just gotta get out of their way mostly to let them do that. Um, so that was extremely gratifying for me that, that the film might've had that kind of effect on somebody. And we'll, we'll, now I get to participate in the, in the course itself and follow along as we go. Um, that so is it'd be so pretty cool. cool. When does that yeah. start? Already started already. They've, uh, they've already had their first meeting. We screen most likely to succeed um, using Zoom. Um, had an incredible chat session during the film. It just blew up. People were so excited to see the film and now they're in a four-week period where they're starting to read the book, um, and they're using an app called Unruler, um, which is um, an app. It's called uh, U-N-R, U-N-R-L-U-R. Uh, I think I got that spelled right. Um, and that it's an app that kind of mimics Instagram, and it was developed here in Hawaii, and it's a way to capture learning in real time over time, right? So instead of tests and papers and tests and papers or whatever, this is an app that allows you to capture learning um, using an, a, a sort of an Instagram type approach or a framework. So these teachers are gonna be reading the chapters of what school could be, and they're gonna be reflecting on these chapters and all 50 are gonna be reflecting on each other's reflections using the app. Um, and so uh, I'm going to be able to participate in that process, which is a real privilege. Um, and then we're going to screen my film to them a little bit later in the summer. And then towards the end of the summer, Ted Dindersmith and I are going to have a, a panel moment with them or a Q&A moment with all 50 educators where we get to talk story with them. Um, and then and in October, they're going to do a public exhibition of learning where they're going to be developing curriculum, which is inspired by all of this process, including the innovation playlist. And um, those they're gonna present those curriculum in an innovation showcase um, to their fellow educators and, and the general public who are gonna be invited into it. So wow. how about that? Pretty cool, yeah. That That's is awesome. Super exciting, yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. my goodness. Wow. 
<laughs> a lot that going is, on. Oh my gosh, that on. has to give you like super goosebumps. I mean, that is <laughs> that like, well, I mean, I was just on my last podcast, I was just talking to somebody about like the sparks, like these yeah. little embers that turn into sparks that turn into flames. And, and that's how that works. Like your, your movie inspired, and then it's turned yeah. into this juggernaut and it, with the potential to impact so many teachers and students and across Hawaii mm -hmm. and, and across the nation. Wow. Yeah. Maybe at some point I'll be able to, you know, I, I think it would definitely be a dream to travel maybe to the West coast and to do a screening maybe in the Bay Area or something like that. Um, and then to just to see how to do an in-person screening and then to see how people would react to it and build some sort of a special session afterwards. Um, it's only a 47 minute film, so it works really nicely yeah. in professional development settings. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to do that. But there's so much work to do ahead and it's it's very joyful work and it's very exciting work to, to be thinking about doing, yeah. I love it. Well, wow. Well, I know that that we're up against a time a time crunch a little bit, but um, is there any yeah. other anything else that you would like to add or advice you want to give to anybody? And please yeah. also then share how folks again can get in touch with you. We will put everything in the show notes, so don't worry if you don't if you're driving in your car, don't don't start writing things down. <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, please don't. But yeah, yeah. but but if you could give us. Um, all yeah. of that information so that so that folks can check this out yeah. and find you and find out all the cool stuff that you're doing with your production company and it's yeah. very exciting I, I think I think my well first of all I would love to take you up on on the idea of doing a screening an entre ed um, screening and I think it would be really fun to invite your your podcast guests uh, uh, from the past to to be a part of that because they are part of the thousand points of light toy. They, you and I are doing the same thing here. We're just elevating these remarkable people. Uh, you know, one of my favorite podcasts right now is, is Guy Kawasaki's Remarkable People, which is, you know, he's a, he's a Hawaii graduate or high school graduate. Um, and I think together we're, 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 we're creating models of innovation and creativity and imagination uh, that are very inspiring and, are having a real impact on people. We might not know it. We might not know exactly what's happening as a, real, as a result of somebody listening to my podcast or your podcast, um, but we start to get these stories coming in and it really means a lot. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. I would love to do that. I would just encourage all your listeners, just think of this pandemic as a, as a springboard to a whole new world um, and think of it as a world where kids are gonna be much more engaged in their learning. If we can really make some strides towards student engagement and learning um, and de-emphasize some of this heavy testing that we've been going through over the last decades, um, I'm very encouraged by what the University of California system has done in terms of not using the SATs anymore for admissions. I think it's a big step towards portfolio assessment and developing a, you know, a, um, artifacts of learning and a, a suitcase of artifacts of learning. So um, just keep moving forward, keep doing it. Um, keep seeking out the support of your administrators as you go forward. Um, and I, I think together we are gonna get to that thousand points of light. Um, if you wanna know more about um, the work that I'm doing, you can get in touch with me. Uh, my email address is mltsinhawaii 
at gmail.com. MLTS, of course, stands for most likely to succeed. Um, and I would be happy to engage with you. My Twitter handle is at MLTS in Hawaii or at Josh Rapoon. Um, and so that would be also a way to get in touch with me. You can, you can direct message me. Um, and if you want to see the innovation playlist, the film, by all means, it's, you, you can access it. There's never a charge to see it. So you go to whatschoolcouldbe.org and go to the bottom of the homepage and it's housed there. Um, and that's a, that would be awesome. I would, I would love your feedback if you have ideas for me about um, what I could do in terms of screenings or even ideas about things that you heard or saw in the film. Wonderful. Well, Josh, thank you so much for being here today. I'm just absolutely so and grateful and always, yeah. always a pleasure. But there will be a Josh part three, I promise. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to it already. And thank and we'll, you. Kat. And we're going to talk about how cool the watch party was when we do it too. Yes, that'll be the first <laughs> thing we talk about when we get back together again. Awesome. Thank, thank you, Toy, for all that you were doing to promote student engagement and learning and joyful learning and entrepreneurship and learning. That's you, what you're doing is spectacular. Well, I appreciate thank you. you. Thank you. And back at you, everything that you're doing, it's, it's really incredible. And I'm so excited for you and for Hawaii and for all of us that will get yeah. to experience this. So this, this is wonderful. Thank awesome. You so much. And it's early where you are. So enjoy your, the rest of your Friday. Thank you. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Bye Josh.